Share our podcasts with those that are important to you. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Here's Melanie Cole. Have you or a loved one experienced a cardiac event? If so, your physician may prescribe cardiac rehab. According to the American Heart Association, cardiac rehabilitation programs can extend overall survival and improve quality of life for those with coronary disease. My guest today is Dr. Murray Lowe. He's the Director of Cardiac Rehabilitation at Burke Rehab Hospital, a rehab partner of St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lowe. For those that do not know, what is cardiac rehab and why do they call it low-cost, low-tech, great medicine? Yeah, so first of all, thank you for inviting me. And um, I think if, you, if we examine what happens to patients in cardiac rehab, in many ways the benefits are more uh, effective and more powerful than almost anything else uh, a physician or the healthcare system can provide uh, patients who've uh, suffered with cardiac disease. Uh, we call it uh, low-tech, low-cost, because it is, and especially we call it great medicine. And, and the benefits of this are specifically, one, cardiac rehab lowers mortality. Number two, it reduces rehospitalizations for all causes in addition to cardiovascular causes. The effects of three months of cardiac rehab are long-term. So when we look at research, we see that the benefits accrue at five years, at 10 years, even at 14 years for those who've participated. It, we know for sure now that it reduces our healthcare costs. And something that uh, one can really feel internally is quality of life, and it dramatically changes that. And the reason is, I think, is because cardiac rehab focuses on lifestyle changes. What it does is it tries to give the patient the responsibility to take care of their lifestyle. And the vehicle that cardiac rehab uses is primarily first exercise to get people to move and education so they learn about nutrition, stress management, the medications they're taking and the importance of those medications. And But the foundation continues to be exercise. In fact, just to share with the audience a very, a very interesting study that was done about 15 years ago took a little over 400 patients that randomized them. Uh, one group went to what we call poor treatment. In other words, the doctor said, look, I want you to exercise. I want you to take your statin medication, stay on a low-fat diet. Another group listened to the doctor's advice and uh, received statin medications and went on an American Heart Association low-fat diet. But the last group also received 30 minutes of exercise most days of the week, about 150 minutes a week. What was interesting was they looked at what the event rate was over a five-year period to see how many of these people suffered a heart attack again or did not survive. And here's the data. Those who simply took no advice and continued with their lifestyle had a 30% event rate. Those who took their statin medications and low-fat diet had a 20% event rate. But those who added exercise to their program had a, quote, 6.6% event rate. That's an enormous reduction over five years when people are doing the proper nutrition, taking their medication, and adding that at least 30 minutes of activity most days of the week. And that led us to a whole bunch of other studies, much more recent, if I may just share with your audience a very recent study because it was a very large study. It was published in the American Journal of Cardiology. 
It was published in 2009, and it looked at 601,000 Medicare patients. And statistically, it divided them into what we call 70,000 match groups. 70,000 went to cardiac rehab, 70,000 did not go to cardiac rehab, but they were matched for the severity of their disease, the medication, whether they had stents, whether they had bypass surgery. And the results of this study were really, really got my attention and the scientific community. At the end of one year, and I should add that cardiac rehab generally lasts for three months, 36 exercise sessions, three times a week. But at the end of one year, the group, the 70,000 that went to cardiac rehab, had a 58% relative reduction in their mortality versus 70,000 Medicare um, members who did not attend cardiac rehab. And then it really gets interesting because these people were followed for a five-year period. At the end of five years, those who attended those first three months of cardiac rehab had a 34% reduction in mortality versus those that did not attend. So we're seeing that somehow something changes, that if we can get people to participate in a better lifestyle and alter that with the foundation of being physical activity, we see a benefit even after the three months of cardiac rehab. And note that with medication, that's not the case. If you don't stay within your medication, your blood pressure just does not continue to stay low. So just to add that one other important piece of information, in this subgroup of 70,000 people who went to cardiac rehab, many of them, or some of them, were more than 85 years of age. And they compared that group to the group that was over 85 years of age that did not attend cardiac rehab. And after five years, the group that attended cardiac rehab, again, over age 85, had just about a 20% reduction in mortality. Now, to get that type of reduction in mortality, something really powerful is going on in cardiac rehab, even in the elderly. And I think the important message there is that it is never too late, that whether you're 40, 50, 60, 70, or 90, participating in cardiac rehab has very significant benefits. And, and that was one of the studies I wanted to highlight. There are multiple other studies, such as studies that show that we reduce rehospitalization costs uh, by uh, not cost themselves, but just getting people into the hospital and out by over 25%. We have similar reductions in healthcare utilization costs of 25 to 30% reductions. And even in people with what was considered severe coronary disease, such as heart failure, we again see these dramatic reductions in costs, in mortality, and benefits. In fact, we, we kind of sometimes used to say, okay, you've got the heart failure, and you know what? Uh, this person doesn't have many years left. We now have data showing that if people participate in a cardiac rehab program, we've, we can follow them for a 10-year period with, again, significant reductions in, in mortality, significant increases in the strength of their heart, such as something we measure called ejection fraction, and huge increases in quality of life. And just a final thought, sometimes when people attend cardiac rehab, they say, well, I'll just go a couple of weeks, and and that's about it. You may recall I said that typical cardiac rehab is 36 weeks, and there's a reason for that three times a week. We've actually followed, which was published recently in the journal's circulation, 
a group of over 30,000 people who attended cardiac rehab and we measured or quantified how many sessions they attended. So, for example, we compared people who only came once, people who came 36 times, people who came 24 times. If we compared those who came once versus those who came 36 times, there was a 47% reduction in mortality and a 31% reduction in either a new or another heart attack. So that, once again, more is better, 36 is optimal, but the responsibility is ultimately to get people to change their lifestyle, change their physical activity habits, modify uh, what they eat, and manage uh, stress. It's also interesting that we've also had studies that have taken some of these populations who attended those first 36 sessions, looking at them 10 to 14 years later, and we continue to see reduced hospitalizations and lower mortality. And that means that if people attend these programs, they really do change, and the benefits are really long-term. And, and that's an important uh, message I'm delivering over and over. And just one other point, uh, we have not, unfortunately, uh, we see that while two-thirds of our patients are men, only one-third are women. Uh, we've tried to understand what that reason is. In the past, we thought, well, maybe a cardiologist just didn't think it was important for women to go. We now look at it somewhat differently, and that women seem to have responsibilities other than themselves, but if they get to cardiac rehab, the evidence shows their benefits are not only equal to the benefit that men get, but even greater. In fact, a recent study showed that there was over a 60% reduction in mortality for women over a four- or five-year period versus a 49% reduction in men. So women get that benefit, they simply have to attend and show up, as we say. Well, you know, women, we tend to be the caregivers of society, as you say, and we have to put our own mask on before we put on the mask of our loved ones. So cardiac rehab is that much more important for a woman to help her prevent further events. So tell us a little bit about your partnership with St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital and how did that come about and what can patients expect from this great partnership in rehab services? Well, well, I think Burke has had um, generations, literally, of, of experience in the field of rehabilitation medicine. Um, I think that it's probably one of the best institutions to provide that type of service. And in sharing that service with Cornwall and other hospitals, we can bring the best of what we know and share it with the great clinicians that you have in Cornwall and provide an even better program. So I think it's a win-win for both hospitals, a win in that Burke can share, uh, can partner, and Cornwall can improve the program that it delivers to its patients. And what type of lifestyle changes would cardiac patients learn? You mentioned all of the studies that prove these benefits and prove that it's low-cost, low-tech, great medicine. But what lifestyle changes as far as reducing some of those further events besides exercise? Are they learning something about nutrition and high-fat diets? Are they learning about exercises that they can do at home, things that they can do to make their lives more active to help go along as an adjunct therapy with their cardiac rehab. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that um, the foundation of what we do, as I uh, had said, was one, poor dietary habits, two, physical inactivity, uh, and smoking. And I should add a fourth one, which is in some patients managing stress. 
I think if we start with the physical activity part and get people to take responsibility to become more active in a very inactive society that we live in, in fact, we do way too much sitting, um, we, in effect, are saying, look, the gr- I quote here, the greatest opportunity we have to reduce premature death and improve health lies in our own personal behavior. So when a patient comes to us in cardiac rehab and says to us, okay, you know, I'm done with cardiac rehab now, should I buy a treadmill or should I uh, get a bicycle or a rowing machine? Uh, my response to that uh, patient is buy any equipment you want. It's what you're going to use. And that is that is the key. It's kind of use it or lose it. And we help people changing that lifestyle on, for example, beginning to moderate and modify uh, the intake of food, increasing caloric utilization, learning perhaps some meditation skills. And when you put that combined and a patient can continue with that, sometimes even in what we call a phase three supervised program where they no longer need the ECG monitoring and the intense uh, supervision they get, uh, we create an environment for them where they continue with the changes they learned and follow them for the rest of their life. Dr. Lowe, what type of providers are involved? Tell us about the multidisciplinary team of healthcare providers that are involved in cardiac rehab. Well, uh, obviously, we have the cardiac rehab program, which is usually uh, run by uh, nurses and clinical exercise physiologists and physical therapists. Allied health workers would include nutritionists or uh, psychosocial uh, professionals, such as a a clinical social worker who may work with stress uh, modification. We also have uh, smoking cessation programs. And I should add one other thing that I think patients need to know that today most insurance carriers do cover for cardiac rehabilitation. For example, Medicare provides total coverage for cardiac rehab for three months, 36 sessions for people who've had a heart attack, people who have angina, which is some chest pain from heart disease, people who've had bypass surgery, people who've had valve repair or valve replacement, heart transplants, and also people with heart failure. And the commercial insurance carries also. And the reason they cover it is because the scientific evidence is overwhelming for the benefits for the patient and for the healthcare system. What great information. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Lowe, and how somebody gets involved in a cardiac rehab program, what you really want them to know about the importance of managing their stress and good nutrition and exercise and lifestyle behaviors so that hopefully that they don't have to come back and do it all over again. Yeah. You know, patients have a mistaken belief that when they have bypass surgery or stents, or their doctor prescribes a statin medication, everything is solved. And I'll I'll give you some data on this here. First of all, we know that getting a stent or getting bypass surgery does not reduce mortality. It uh, It simply stops the symptoms that people have with their coronary artery disease. When people take a statin medication which lowers cholesterol, lowers LDL cholesterol, um, people think, ah, that's it. I'm taking the medication. I have the best doctor in the world. I'm all set. I don't need to take any more responsibility for myself. And what I tell them is if you look at the data of people who take statins, we get a reduction of 20 or 30% at most of mortality. Now, if you take that same population already taking statins, 
and now they participate in cardiac rehab, which really requires lifestyle management changes, we get a further reduction in mortality of, on average, 40 to 50 percent on top of taking the medication. So I think one of the challenges that, that we have with patients is to recognize it's not enough to have the best doctor. It's not enough to have a great procedure. It's not enough to take medication. They have to take responsibility for their lifestyles. And the foundation of that certainly is increasing physical activity, modifying their dietary habits, certainly smoking sensation, and if needed, learning how to meditate and relax. Thank you so much, Dr. Lowe. You're so well-spoken, such a great guest. Thank you so much for all the great information. This is Doc Talk, presented by St. Luke's Cornwall Hospital. For more information, please visit stlukescornwallhospital.org. That's stlukescornwallhospital.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.